Twin Lights Brewing was founded as a community-centric, environmentally-minded family operation which seeks to source and honor local ingredients, push the boundaries of the science of brewing, and spread the kind of joy that only comes from drinking beer crafted from the heart. With an ever-rotating selection of beers on tap, a family-friendly tap room that welcomes children of all ages as well as dogs, and a large, comfortable space built to host all kinds of events, Twin Lights is designed to bring the community together in new and exciting ways. Visit Twin Lights Brewing at 4057 Asbury Ave in Sitton Falls, New Jersey, and follow them on Facebook and Instagram and stay up to date on their newest releases, merchandise, and special events. Twin Lights Brewing, the official beer sponsor of the Review Podcast Network. Welcome back to Wicking It. I am Matt. I'm Will. And today we're talking about Saltburn and The Beekeeper. The Beekeeper. Two uh, very uh, different movies, but two movies that I think they also share this byline of came out of nowhere and no one knew anything about it and like has gotten a lot. I mean, Saltburn a little bit more than Beekeeper, but like Beekeeper came out of nowhere, got amazing reviews. And yeah. Saltburn came out of nowhere and obviously like made the award circuit and it's like. Very uh, controversial. Yeah, well, I mean, Beekeeper could have gotten a lot more, you know, publicity if they just had, you know, marketing swinging dick. I was going to oh, say oh, like, gratuitous say. penis everywhere. You know, like <laughs> I, was say, I, I feel like the marketing for Beekeeper was not there. Yeah, like I heard about it, but it was like I only heard about it because I follow a lot of like movie trailer or YouTube channels where like when a new trailer hits, they post it, and that's how I keep up to date with like what's coming out. But if I didn't follow that, it's like I never saw it. Like, um, you know, print ads are right. like you know I didn't see any of that you know i think that they and and i have i have zero frame of reference for this this is just my my guess based on what i've seen i think that when they make movies like beekeeper which you can definitely classify as a pretty you know traditional action movie which doesn't mean it's bad so it was a very good movie we'll talk about that but i think that the people that make these movies now they know that like even though jason statham is like probably the biggest name in action movies still i think they know that like they don't necessarily need to market because like they, they know that they're not going to pull like a billion dollar movie. Right. Oh, and they know, they know that like their fans, they're like their audience is baked in for this kind of shit. Right. The the people will show up. Yeah. Yeah. Like especially with Statham, like they, they just need to get it out there enough for people to get a hold of it, to be like, yo bro, new Jason Statham movie. Like, let's go. And then it's like me, you know? And then, so I think, yeah, they have the people that will show up regardless of what it is. And then, then it's kind of like, oh, this is a fun surprise. It's actually done way better than we thought. And now the word of mouth is now getting more asses right. in the seats, which is increasing profits. Although I will say this one, so let's start with Beekeeper. I yeah. will say this one was surprising that there wasn't more marketing simply because of the supporting cast, right? Oh my God, this cast was stacked. Although yeah. I thought it would be like, you know how like some movies like come out, don't have any marketing. And then when the reviews come out, they like kind of do like a second marketing push right. with like, Hey, everyone's talking, you know, they go, Oh, 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like come see the beekeeper. Like, that never happened. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like when when Leprechaun Two came out 
after Friends got popular, then everybody realized that Jennifer Aniston was in Friends, and you'd go to Blockbuster on a Saturday night, and in the B-horror section, Leprechaun 2, and it's Jennifer Aniston all over the VHS box, even though she's in the movie for like 10 minutes, you know? Exactly. It's like, but, but yeah, I mean, it's like this, you know, this movie had, you know, because normally action movies, right, the action star is the star, and everybody right. else is just secondary, And right? everyone like, had time, everyone else had, like, there was very large swaths of time where the titular beekeeper was not in the movie. And exactly. I, and I, I think that's why I liked it because it gave all the other characters a chance to breathe. And like, right. not that like, did I walk away from the movie being like, I cared about every character. No, but like, I, I, I at least liked that they all had a story. It yeah. wasn't like, I'm just here. Like, you know, you got uh, some semblance of a villain, right? Whereas like you, not even that, but even that supporter, like John wick, right? Like, right. like John wick, but, it's all about fucking John Wick. Exactly. And there's not more than 30, se- 30 seconds where the guy's not on the fucking screen. Yeah, he's like in every scene. And everyone is just basically an accessory to John Wick. Whereas this one, it was like, I felt like the supporting cast was le- legitimate supporting cast. Jeremy Irons, Felicia Rashad, like, holy right. shit, you know? Because normally in, in like traditional action movies, you have like your action movie star everything else is secondary and the villains are usually like, you know, especially in the eighties and nineties, it was like the Soviet union and it's like, you know, or like some made up, you know, communist South American country, right. You know, just nameless soldiers. And like, there's the one leader, but he's a fucking whatever. Like you never care about any of them. That's like the action movie formula. That's why it's like, that's why you always say it's like, you know, it's not like, Oh, I'm going to see, you know, beekeeper four. Right. It's like, Oh, the next Statham movie is that, or the new Schwarzenegger movie, the new Stallone, movie is right. out right like like they are the stars they carry those Speaking movies of everything Schwarzenegger else and Salone, did you see expand four bulls I, you know I actually didn't because kind oh, of me neither kind of related to the marketing thing we were just talking about right I knew that it was coming out but because there was absolutely zero marketing done except for like trailers that I would see when I went to go to uh, to see movies in the theater I like like it came and went I just like forgot that it was even out like it, yeah. it came and went I so, mean I did look up the synopsis I'm sure it's we didn't miss much yeah I'm sure it's you know like I mean I mean none of them have any you know like they they, they always... even the action is very like it's just guns I heard Lots the action was yeah. Well, because I mean, like you know, Statham can still fuck right, but Stallone is like oh no, seventy five. So apparently, Stallone is barely in this movie. Oh really? So I'm gonna spoil it. Sorry. Oh, I'm okay with that. So apparently, in the beginning of the movie, um, Barney dies. Oh shit! And like that's how they get the team kind of like back, quote unquote, back together and get a few new members because they're like, oh, we gotta avenge Barney. Yeah. Um, and if they're trying to find like this like sleeper cell person, da 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 da, and then it's like that. It's like the one of the it's the final battle, and the team is pressed, and like right. looks like they're losing, and then someone comes in and starts blasting the enemies, and they're like, who the fuck is this? Turn around, it's Barney, and they're like, huh? And he goes. I faked my death because I figured if I faked my death, the sleeper cell would come out because I was dead. And that's exactly what happened. So now we know who the sleeper cell is. He's dead and I'm I'm alive. And that's so, and yeah, he's in the beginning and quote unquote dies and shows up the last five minutes at the end. Oh, I love that. Typical, (laughs) typical action movie fodder. I faked my death. Yeah. It's like, God, Um, but yeah, so, so back on beekeeper, right? Yes. The stacked cast we're talking about, it's Jeremy Irons, Josh Hutcherson and like Minnie Driver of all people, right? Yeah. You know, she's in the movie for a little bit. And then, like, you know, granted, this actress dies in the first five minutes of the movie. But, but um, 
yeah, pretty sure a shot. Right? Like it's very much Drew Barrymore and Scream, right? Like we can put her name on the on the docket, right? Yep. And be like, she's in this movie. Maybe get a few asses in the seats. And then when she dies, you're like, oh, we're and, not fucking around. And you know, so so this movie starts with, right, like I, I am not one, like like you and I have watched enough movies together and like I'm not the kind of person usually that will be like Oh, this is gonna happen, or this is gonna happen. Like you know, like I just like to let it yeah. play out. You know, even if I'm in my head, like I won't say it out loud. But when I was watching Beekeeper, the moment I see the the scene where they, you know, they reveal that she's uh, getting roped into an online scam where they're gonna hack her and like clear out her bank accounts and stuff. The moment that happened, I said to Melissa, I was like, "Oh, she's going to kill herself, and that's gonna be like the revenge plot. Like that's gonna be oh really? The plot see, of this I didn't movie. see that coming. I thought, yeah, I thought, that- or, I, or I didn't think she was necessarily gonna kill herself. But I thought something like really awful was going to happen to her be- beyond the hacking. I was like, yeah. like the hacking is the trigger." for something way worse see I thought it was just gonna be like I have no money and I'm like they're about to like repossess my house right and that's why I thought it was gonna happen and he was like no like fuck this shit so like I didn't I really did not oh, like see- defend them like yeah. defender yeah. Well, yeah because she's like I have no money I can't pay my mortgage and I'm about right. to be homeless and he's like I got you like that's where I thought it was gonna go and then all of a sudden she and she's sitting there with a the fucking gun in her mouth and you're like Oh, yeah, like, like I did fuck. not. And honestly, I even love the little twist of like, he comes to check up on her. She doesn't answer. He like grabs a knife and she is dead. And then of course, right at that moment, her fucking daughter goes yep. in and he like gets like hauled in. Like, who the fuck are you? And like, and, uh, her daughter, um, Emily Raver Lampman, I believe is her full name. Yep. Um, I really like her as an actress because she's in Umbrella Academy. Yeah, but, she's good. Um, even though Umbrella Academy sucks. Really? Oh, oh. we'll get into that in a whole other episode. Well, listen, season four comes out in like August and it's the final season. So we can do a whole uh, episode. Watch them all on, again. Yeah. 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 Um, but, you know, I thought she was great in this movie because yeah. I also kind of like that, like, it's not just some daughter. Like, no, a daughter's fucking FBI agent. Like, she's yep. not, you know, incapable. It's not some bump. Like, again, in a lot of action movies, we get, like, this daughter's like, who are you? I got to figure out. And she's like, no, I'm fucking FBI. I know well, and, I, and I also liked how they, like, very subtly played on, like, the whole race thing, but didn't oh, yeah, make it, like, the crux of the movie. Because be, at the beginning, she was like, oh, you're not going to question this white dude in my mom's house, right? And then once they realize that, like, you know, he has his alibi and it checks out, she apologizes for it. Like, they never mention it again. Yeah. Like, you know, because, like, I hate when they do, when they have characters that are just, like, so... Like to the point where it just doesn't make sense. Right. For but them then, to but act again, that you way. see on her end, you'd be like, oh, something's going on in my mom's house. And I walk in and I see this white guy that I've oh, ne- yeah. never seen. She never talked about. He's holding a knife and my mother's dead. And I'm just supposed to be like, everything's chill. Yep. Very reasonable to understand that. Although, that is one of the things, though, that I always take issue with from a like plot perspective in movies that do things like this because it's. It's good for a plot, right? Because it helps move the plot along, but it's simply not realistic. Like, am I really supposed to believe that this, you know, kind of elderly black woman who lives by herself and very graciously rents out space on her farm to this guy who keeps bees, that she's just not going to tell anybody about oh, right. that? Right. Yeah. Like, cause, and like, again, movies do this shit all the time, and it's for a plot thing. I get it, but from yeah. a realism perspective, it's like, if I was renting property to somebody, like I would at least tell my mother, like yeah. like somebody is going to know about it. Not because I'm afraid something bad is going to happen, but they, it's just conversational. Well, they tried to explain that away when like she was talking about her her brother, like right. her, who like died in war, and it was kind of like he was the favorite, and they had like a weird relationship. Yeah, the daughter. Yeah, and so they, that, I think that's how they tried to like explain that away. Is like they didn't really talk. Yeah, about and it that. was good. Um, so then the, so the story gets going like really quick and I, and Which I, I love, love, right. And I love how they, they like, you know, like for the most part, right. These 
these scammer organizations, right? They're which is honestly, I feel like really on like yeah. trend. I don't know if that's the right if that's the right word, but like that that stuff is really happening right now. I can pull up my email and find three at least three emails that are like, totally. "You have a virus. Email us your social security number to clear it up." Like yep. you know, and I think one, so. This is one of my so the scammers are one of my favorite parts of the movie because they don't make them again. Like I was saying before, like like. Action movies are nine times out of ten very formulaic with their bad yes. guys. They're nameless, faceless, like whatever. Usually, some sort of government terrorist, like whatever type things. To make these bad guys, to give you so much behind the scenes about how they're basically like fintech bros, right? Like, yeah, and all... like how they're like cheering, and he's yeah, like, like the guys on. He's like, okay, click this, right now, enter this, and he was like, we're getting like it's up. very Wolf of Wall Street, it but really, like yeah. even douchier, right? Yeah, like, and it's like fully illegal, and you can see like they want. Once they get access to their accounts, like, we got an account for $2 million, and everyone's, like, cheering, and you're like, oh, fuck these people. And it's so, that, that's what I was going to say. I love it because, like, you, like, in the, like, again, in a real-world situ- situation, the grand scheme of things, like, it's a crime that, like, you want to see punished. You want to see these people go to jail. But me, personally, I was so satisfied when, like, <laughs> bones were broken, fingers were cut off, and, yeah. like, buildings blown up. Because, like, you just really want to hate these fucking guys. Right. And also, <laughs> I, I also like that, like, yeah, was there a network? But it wasn't just, it wasn't, like, Die Hard. It's Hans Gruber and that's it. Right. Like, there's all these people, right? Everyone sitting that's on that computer is complicit in that. Like, they're all evil. And I like that. That it wasn't just all like pinned on one person totally right? you know you like you talk about john wick and it's like well it's this one guy you know? but that's also why the movie is like for me different from in like a story sense because it does give you a little bit more story because like you get the network thing right and like what i love about it was it was it was like i mean i i'll call it what like it was a twist right like yeah. it was a twist that i legitimately did not see coming because with the president with the president oh my God, that's right my favorite part of the movie because it's like you have you know they, they identify josh hutcherson's characters he's kind of the one in charge of this network of shitheads right and like they right. keep on hinting throughout the movie it's like he's untouchable mother. he's untouchable right like they never explain right. why but also and they, they always show say his like mother right and they go oh well don't don't tell mom she right. you know and, you're like, and you just think that she's like what a crime boss or like you know some you know really powerful and yeah. then that scene where she's like walking down the hallway with their aides and she's on the phone she hangs up the phone and you turn around hello madam president and you're just like whoa oh. he's the president's son and the president is a woman so you're just like this is like hitting all of the it right boxes so, but again <laughs> such a simple reveal yeah that like and mind you if you were talking let's say during the movie you'd miss that oh hello madam president line because it was just someone in the, the background time you said it, it. yeah oh, and so God. you would like and like I said, it didn't have to be this big, like, you know, someone saying, like, it was so well done. And yes. then to be like, whoa, this goes deep. And then in, like, once that twist is done and then you start to realize, like, the money that he made, it's not like he's just some billionaire playboy fucking, like, partying in a yacht. He used that money to fund his mother's campaign. And you're like, oh, so then you go, oh, so the mom's a dick, too. But no, no, no. Yeah. The second twist comes, and then when she gets the download and everything, she goes, "Oh no, this is horrible." She's like, "I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just step down." And he's like, "What the fuck you mean?" She goes, "This is wrong. Like, I, I, I did not know this was happening." And then you're like, "Oh, so the mom's actually good." And you're like, "I did not see that coming either." Because right? again, it, you talk about formulaic. 
it would have been so easy. She'd be like, I can't believe they found out. And she's like, yeah. yeah. And, she, and then it's like, no, she was ready to like step down and be like, I I did wrong and I'm ready to go to jail. And she said, I'm ready to go without any repercussions. And you're like, well, a president that's like not corrupt. What's this about? Um, which <laughs> and yeah, exactly. But then, um, you, but then you, and then you get a third twist too with like the tech, the origin of the technology. Because the entire movie, I was asking myself, I was like, oh, I forgot about that. Right. Yes. I, was, I was like, why is because they identify that Jeremy Irons like was the head of the CIA before, he, but he's retired. Right. I'm like, so why is Jeremy Irons like aside from the fact that he seemingly wants to fuck his mother again? Again, apparently they used to have like a fling. It yes. seems like why is he like babysitting? the son right Right. like what is that connection there and then you find out right that it's like the the technology that josh hutchinson developed to do his hacking scheme was based on cia spy tech that he repurposed to i I was like yo that's it's like so like it's just so good it's like so all connected it was so like there's so many layers that's what i'm saying i think the writing was really right uh like smart i actually i should have Looked up the writer. I was going to say, I should have done this research before the show, but I'm going to look right now. I'm curious as to who the writer was because, I mean, again, for for an action movie, for, for, you know, I mean, you know, what you would expect to be a formulaic action movie. um, Oh, Kurt Wimmer wrote it. Yes. I was going to say, I knew the name sounded familiar. So he did Equilibrium, which is like, that's back in the day. He's hit hit or miss with writing because he also did, He did Expend Four Bulls, which is like, man. But then he did like the remake of Point Break. He did the remake Total Recall. He did Salt, which I liked. Law Abiding Citizen, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, Ultraviolet. Oh, he wrote The Recruit. Did you ever watch The Recruit? No. Oh, dude, The Recruit is such a sick movie. Yeah, so he's like, he's very hit or miss. He's Well, even if you're looking, if we're even looking at the director. Well, David Ayer. Right. right? So then it's like, you look at what he's done. It's like, um, he did Bright for Netflix, which I didn't see, but I heard it was good. Yep. But then he did the first Suicide Squad, which we eh. garbage. But but again, he's the first one to be like, need the air cut, like Ugh, because God, I know. fucking Shut DC up. fucked me. Um, and then you look at the other ones, like Fury apparently did really well. I don't really care for like war movies. Um, yeah, Fury's great. Yeah. So David Ayer is kind of a, but like I think, yeah, I think it just shows when you have a good writer and you have a good director, yep. like it, it all. I didn't think Statham. I mean, we can talk going to him now. Like, oh, dude, I mean, yeah. Statham. Listen, if we want to talk about consistency, and first of all, yeah. the dude's fucking what fifty? Yeah, he's uh, definitely. No, he's. I was actually just gonna look that up right he's now. Like 50, he's like fifty. Older than I think 50. he's fifty-five. No, he's older than that. He's born in uh, sixty-seven. Oh so, my god! So what? Do the math on that one. Or maybe he is fifty. What? Maybe he's so he is fifty six years old. Yeah, um, and you would let me tell you, you would not. wouldn't fucking know it. And he he doesn't age. Go he back and look not, at yeah. the first Transporter movie that came out in like like ninety nine two thousand. Two thousand one looks I think, the yeah. fucking same. Looks bro. the same. He's like he's like jacked up, but aside from that, he looks fucking identical. But he's never been like a like a bodybuilder type no, guy. He's always he's been like, fit. Yeah, yeah, he's just fucking and fit. like he does a lot of his own shit. No, he does a lot of his own stunts. Yeah, no, he's he's hey he, he is like. The like for me, he is like the action star yes. of the last like twenty years, you know, because like even like when Jet Li was in his heyday, right? Like Jet Li stuck to a very specific type yes. of action, right? And like you know, even like Schwarzenegger and Stallone, right? Like Statham is the one guy who's popular enough for me. He straddles both of the two core action star genres, and what I mean by that is you've got 
you got guns and fists, right? You know, yeah. like for the most part, like, you know, Stallone, Schwarzenegger, they're mostly guns, right? Yes. You know, mostly guns. They, there's not well, because a lot they, of, they don't have the chops for the enemy. Exactly, gun. right? And then you got, you know, like Jet Li and guys like that, mostly fucking martial arts. Statham does both, and he does both really well, and he's so fucking But you know what good. also Statham does really interestingly is he has no problem doing something more grounded like the beekeeper and also being like over the top and expendables or like, you remember, um, what was it? Fucking crank crank. Yeah. Where like he has to keep his heart above. So and ridiculous. like, and he's literally sitting there fucking a chick in the middle of the fucking horse field. <laughs> and she's like hopping on his fucking dick. Yeah. And he's like, keep going, bitch. I need yeah. my fucking heart rate. Right and like, like, like just crazy over the top shit. But he, but again, he can go in between both yeah. of those. And you know what? And when you, when you see him too, in his, non-action movie roles let's give credit where credit is due he's like a legitimately good actor yeah like he can do non-act like he can do actual acting as well like he's actually very good at it yes um but what we're saying and then also i thought if we're talking about the characters really interesting role for josh hutcherson which right like i mean not that he's like a typecast person or not but like you know last time we saw him was friday nights and freddy's and yeah he played like you know just this guy like taking care of his was his sister or his well, kid he, and he Wait, usually, was, he, was the girl his sister i or, forget or you kid? know he, and he because he usually plays kind of like dweebs right yeah like, like you know it's kind of like even in like the hunger games right that character is just very kind of like a dork, you yes. know, like, so it was weird. You had to see him in like this douchey, you know, type a kind of role. Yeah, it was, it was great. And then I love how it ended. Cause we had talked about it and it was like, I, I mean, I perfect, saw, perfect I saw ending. the ending coming. I'm like, the ending's going to happen where she has a chance to shoot him or not. And she's going to let him go. I yep. saw it from my way, which is fine. But again, they just did it in like a, a just a little bit different of a way. Cause then she's like, what are you doing? He goes, you have a lot of power. You can upend this. And then when you start to think of that, and then he just literally gets in the water, he goes under the water, the movie ends. Yep. It's not even deeper than that. Yeah. But then what I loved about it is when you think about the implications of it, and it's like, she literally, you think about it, she works in the FBI, so she has these connections, right, ready to go. And what I think is so interesting, like she literally is about to upend the entire fucking presidency, yeah. which is insane. Like, cause it's like, again, it's not some just like little beatnik cop that no one gives a fuck about. Like she's literally in the FBI and like, is like, no, the president has now taken these funds. We've, and like, she can break everything open. And like, which is, I'm almost more interested. Like, what is this going to look like? Like, I want, I, not that I like, want, like, um, you can make six more movies based on this premise. Exactly. And so that's what I wanted to get into next. We talked about it. It was like, this very much remind me of like the first John Wick and like, they gave you enough lore, but then like hit you over the head with it. And they give you like enough where you're like, oh, there's, we could really go some avenues here. Yep. And that was, oh, you also compared it to Kingsman as well. Yes, very much. I mean, th- that's what the action felt like. I mean, the action was just like so crisp and so well done. Um, well, because it wasn't, we didn't have to be flashy. He would pop, 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 and then right. that's it. Fucking, but I also loved it where he is like, no, no problem being brutal. He'd pop him and he's like, may wrap this chain around you, go fucking oh, hang God. you from the ceiling. And like, he slice the one dude's fingers off with the, um, like the machines. Oh, dude, that was so yeah. fucking good. And the, again, the, I loved how there was multiple villains because that was a villain, right? Right. And then he just like ties him into the car and lets him yeah, go he's drown. Yeah, de- he's dead. Like, 30 it was brutal. In. It wasn't, yeah. everyone just didn't get punched in the face. He was like, no, I'm going to make sure you're fucking dead. So like, good. that's, which I like. Yep. So good. Um, but like, where do you see this? Like, okay, let's say it does get a sequel. Like where, where do you feel like this could go? I mean, there's a lot of different ways you could go with it. I think that the, um, 
the I mean you you have to go into the lore of the beekeepers right and how they're very much like it's very much born identity type stuff you yes. know like black ops totally off the book like treadstone type shit right because there's that that whole scene at the gas station where like the new beekeeper right because he's technically retired right right the and current beekeeper kills her anyway yeah so like, but it's you know, so interesting because you see her and she's like this very like loud character right, right. And she has a fucking machine gun on the back of her car right and then you see him as a like you know I mean he wasn't a beekeeper when we met him but like. Oh, this is a very like. How do you go from him to her? Exactly. Because then it's like, well, what does the selection process look like? And like, is this the beekeeper? Is there just one for the entire United States? Is there multiple? See, that's what I think. That's what I think you get into. I think you get into the fact that it's like it is like a national or a multinational kind of network of these people, right? Where they each one is you know stationed in a different location, and for the most part, they're like sleepers, you know, like with their operating with their cover, and they get uh, they get uh. Uh, activated, you know, like when a mission is needed, right? But right. Like each country maybe like has. Can their you own imagine station. if like this gets big enough and they're like, oh, they're, it's like beekeepers I would from watch all it. over the world, and they like come to like just fight the fuck out of each other, dude? I'd fucking watch like the beekeeper Avengers, like that would be awesome, right? <laughs> like, That'd right? be sick. But yeah, I'm like I'm like I said, even this movie showed that it didn't have to be about the action. Like there was actually a story, yeah. And like if there's a sequel, the story is there because now you have all this fallout of like. You could even go as far as like now we're dismantling what, you know, yeah. like what this could this make, you know, the American public turn against this like presidential system. And now we're going somewhere different. And like the whole dismantling of that and how the beekeepers then exist within this with the whole right. political structure of America changing. Like, holy shit. Like there's so many spots. But yeah. Amazing. I saw it. It, I, it really came out of nowhere for me. Yeah. Excited to see. I hope we get like something extra from it, whether it's even like an HBO Max series or something, you know, even something like a little something. Anything. I would love to see more. Yeah. yeah. Especially if it's got Statham in and he's just my oh, favorite. Yeah, you know. yeah, exactly. Well, because Jeremy Irons died, right? He got blown up by the grenade. No, Jeremy Irons lived. Oh, because he stood in front of the door and he was like, don't do this. And he's like, well, I'm below you up. And then yeah. I, I, he like broke his hand and then yeah. just like left him there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cause then, cause then the grenade still went off, but I don't think we ever saw his body. So yeah. Like, you never see him die. Oh, okay. Um, so let's talk about Saltburn. Very family friendly movie. <laughs> so, yeah, it's funny because I remember watching seeing the trailer and I was like, oh, it, it honestly didn't look that interesting. The trailer didn't yeah. make it seem interesting. Um, and then people started seeing it and that's getting buzzed. And it's like, oh, I mean, let's go. So, yeah, let's, let's go, go see, see it. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because at the end of the day, it's a simple just revenge drama. Yeah, I mean the the story is like, but so okay, so that's my first issue with it. But what did you like it or not? Let's start there. I enjoyed it. I wouldn't say I liked it because okay. it was like, it was I would a, say I would say the same. Yeah, like it was a beautifully shot movie. Oh my god! Like, yes. like the cinematography and like it was well acted, right? But at the end of the day, there are just too many. They're not necessarily plot holes, but they're kind of plot holes. Like, the story just doesn't work for me. Okay. Because to your point, right, about it being a simple revenge story, my main, my first question about that is, like, but revenge against who? Like, it's more to me, like, he's just, like, a fucking whacked-out sociopath, yeah. right? Because it's, like, they make it clear there's zero connection between them. So he just has some kind of, what, obsession with, like, rich people and wanting to, like, somehow be in that life, which... Yes, which, I, mean, I think that's really what it is. And, 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 and if that's the case, fine. But, like, they just... The movie just, for me, does not do anywhere near a well enough job of explaining that because it's like... The- well, because I feel like they left the whole twist of like that he's a fucking nut so person 
for literally the last 10 minutes. See, and that's what I hate. I think I hate they needed a little more time yeah. for that to breathe. That's what I hate. I hate when movies do that. I hate when movies, like, like the reason why movies like The Usual Suspects, you know, and like Memento, like movies that have those kind of insane twists, like the reason they work is because they sprinkle shit throughout the entire movie to make you think that there's other things going on than just what is actually showing you. Mm. And this movie started to do that in like the last 20 minutes. So what would have made this movie work for me is that scene, the first time you see him in like kind of a different light where he's smoking the cigarette by the window and he's talking to somebody who's off screen, right? And you actually find out that it's Rose, uh, or not Rosa, what's her, uh, the actress's name? Um, I was gonna say Rose. Rosamund Pike. Uh, Rosamund Pike. Thank you. Um, you eventually find out that that he's talking to her on like on her deathbed in the hospital. Like, if that for me, and it's a little cliche, but like that should have been the start of the movie. And oh, those right, additional you, right, scenes. Oh, and she's sitting there on the vent, right? And you're sitting there, and you're like, because you can very, you can clearly tell that he's in a different space in that scene than he is throughout the rest of the movie. So like, like again, this, like awkward, kid, exactly. Yeah. Like make it like the usual suspects where like he's being interrogated right the whole time, like Kaiser Soze, right? You know, like like have those little scenes where he's talking to somebody off screen in a nondescript room. Pepper those throughout the entire movie to make you realize, okay, there's there's some end game that's happening here. This way, you don't need to do the whole thing where it's like, oh, well, let me let me tell you how I did it. Well, because exactly like, it's yeah. like, ugh. Well, because we have like the montage and flashback. I hated but that. It's weird because it's like I liked the twist and I liked the movie almost more until the twist happened, and then they just kind of like I feel like botched it. That's a, a good bit. point. It, it, it would have been almost better if they didn't give that to you and just let you sit there and, and think then just that, said like, his family just has really bad luck, and right? Just dying, and then like this poor kid's kind of like and he's just up a comp- yeah, he's just wrapped like that would have been almost better to me, you know, because like then it also would have made like because they spent. Way too much time on, way too much time without enough payoff on the relationship between uh, Barry Keoghan or how do you oh, say Felix, his name? Yeah, yeah, and uh, and 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 Jacob Bellardi, right? Like, there's obviously there's that relate. Like, they give you enough of it to make. But you- yeah, but but I I agree with you. It's like first three quarters of the movie, it's this relationship. It's building. It's building. It's building. And then he just slips him some fucking drugs in the wine bottle and kills him. And it's like yeah. That's where it was going. Like right. we spent I have over half the movie with this right. these people and this character. And like obviously like prior to his death, like you could tell like uh Barry's character was very like obviously he was obsessed with Felix. Like and you know And it would have been and it would have been better for me if it was like like the the killing of Felix didn't make sense to me. Like if like if it really was obsession with Felix rather than obsession with just then, fuck knows what kill everybody else right so then he's closer to you exactly like that would have made a lot more sense and then sense. he's like crying on your shoulder and it's like so as you're doing that pull your dick out right exactly <laughs> no exactly cause it's like cause, cause then you get to the point where it's like okay like you know like the the, the drinking like the cum bath water you're like okay yeah. fine I can live with that I mean though I, everyone like really like took that scene and was like oh my god I'm like how much fucking cum was really in that water? I mean, it's a whole bath, and he came once. I mean, there's like that's like two ounces, like, like but also but like how many? It, like it was so odd, like oh my god, it's such a controversial scene. I'm like, he drank more dirty water than cum water. We'll just call the, it what it is. And for everybody watching that movie, like 
women, you've, you've never taken a fucking load to the back of the throat. Like dudes, <laughs> you, you've, you've never had a girl like squirt in your mouth. Like we've all been there. Like quit making it sound like it's yeah, like, like they, just because they really it's after see, the fact, like, you know, yeah, I bet like people really were like, that's like one scene that people are like, Oh my God, the bathtub scene. I'm like, I didn't think it was that. No, like, he oh, fucked a grave. Like that <laughs> is the scene we need to talk about. Like yes. drinking the cum bath water. Who cares? He fucked a grave for like that was like a six minute scene yeah <laughs> like, that was insane like <laughs> like literally and then just like humping dirt j- j- like, I, like and that was, was like the beginning of like oh this guy's sick yeah in the head. yeah like, except the bath goes, water thing i'm like ah, it's yeah and, even when he, and, and he goes down on the girl like when she's on her period right uh, like who cares whatever he's manipulating them and the other guy that he like sticks like sticks his dick in his ass like like whatever it's fine like that's all normal but the the great because all those scenes lasted the appropriate amount of time i would say yeah the grave fucking scene was just way too long like way too long <laughs> well, but, and also like that's where it got confusing because it's like he's sitting there fucking in grave and he's crying and like but you caused it like, right he almost seemed like very upset that he was dead but you caused him to die right because like, it's almost why, like because yeah. the implication is that like him i don't know gaining the house and the fortune is more important than the love that he had for felix but like but then why wouldn't you kill him last then right but they also don't show any of that like, because they make it so that the love was, like, purely sexual, you know? like. Well, but that's the thing. He's fucking the grave, and then because you don't know the twist at that point yet, you're like, why uh, is he fucking the grave? Right. <laughs> like, and it almost made, actually, the movie, now I'm thinking about it, the movie made more sense if he's fucking the grave because he's upset that Felix died because he's like, oh, my God, this unrequited love that I had. Right. But then when you know the real story, then it's like, well, why are you crying? You're the fucking one that killed him, bro. I know. Come it's on. like, it just doesn't, yeah, like, it doesn't And also, like, he work. made... And also, it was just, you know, they make such a big deal of, like, the twist being like, oh, he, like, basically tore this family apart. Doesn't even show him killing the dad. Yeah. Like, they, he killed Felix first. He lets the, he basically, like, kind of, like, manipulates the sister and be like, here's a razor blade. Make right. sure you, like, do that. And then, like, make sure he's, like, positioned in the cafe when the mom comes in. He's like, sorry about your husband. And knowing that she would invite him to the house. And then he obviously gets, like, close to her. Right. And eventually kills her, too. Which is like it. It just that whole like, especially when it gets to that like that cafe scene. It's just like the the level of like this is like CIA operative fucking level of planning that he. Right, because I didn't know she's gonna go to that that cafe at that hour, right? At that minute, and you could tell he was on the computer and he wasn't typing anything. He yeah. was just waiting for her. It, it it just like it's 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 too much. Like you have to suspend disbelief like too much. Which again, like I said. They could have solved this very easily by just having that bit start at the beginning where he's talking to somebody off screen. You don't know who it is. And then like then that's the and then like that. And then, you know, you show you can show the montage of him doing all that stuff after you get to the reveal that like he like that he's talking right. to the mom right? like make everything seem like an accident up until that point oh, and then there's I the like reveal that. when he's talking like, like there were just so many different ways even though I, even the reveal of his parents like i didn't, oh, yeah. i was confused at first because he's like you know felix is trying to be like nice and whatever and he's like where are we going don't worry about it. where are we going and he starts he's like bro like where yeah. are they? he's like we're gonna go visit your mom and he's like uh like no 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 and he's like no it's fine it's fine and then you realize and then his dad shows up and then and again i just think just the way it was acted and you're like it, it didn't immediately like go like so he was lying like it right. was just like but even then like everyone just forgave him 
Yeah. Like Felix was like, why'd you lie? And he goes, because uh, I did. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, which was like, so dumb. <laughs> like, 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 make up a story about how you're like you're like your parents are actually abusive and they were just putting on a front. You know, like make up something. Right. But the like, fact that he like he wasn't kicked out of the house, like yeah. he Felix was annoyed. Yeah, but he was just like, oh, bro, it's chill. Like, because like it, it, it would have yeah. been more interesting if that was the breaking point, right? Because then it was like if he did that and then Felix said, "Get the fuck out of my house," and then he was like, he was like, "Oh, okay," and then it was already like just. Yeah, that's what flipped him, and that should have been the breaking point because, like, you invited this dude into your home, and he's like lying, you know, and it's it just. But the thing that the other thing that drove me insane too is that right, like, they're 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 children, right? Like they're they're in school, yes. you, know, you, you know, like college age, maybe let's say, but they're still kids. So again, for him to like have this this. Like, 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 like he must have spent his entire life just researching how to like you know yeah. be a CIA operative. That's basically <laughs> what he was like. Like because even you... like how he like because obviously he targeted this one very specific family, right? And then it was like I'm gonna make sh- I'm gonna like let the air out of his bike tire, and I know what he's gonna be there. At- 1205 exactly and then i'm gonna come by and be this quote-unquote nice kid and like just take my bike instead like it's like yeah. there was like a scene out of fucking mission impossible it's like something ethan hunt would have planned like it just doesn't make any sense for a kid that's supposed to be what 19 20 years old like it just doesn't make Wait, any who, sense like, and i know they were trying to say oh like that there was the themes of like the eat the rich and i'm totally like down for that but like it was very obviously aware that that was not the only rich family yeah and th- and that's and, and that this is see this is the thing that gets me that annoys me about movies like this is because I do agree with you I do feel like the the creative team behind the movie was setting out to like um to 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 send a message you know like the, like well the eat I will the rich say I think said, this right? is also part of, I don't want to say the problem written directed and co produced all by the same person yeah probably which is uh, yeah. uh, this girl no nope. Emerald Fennell nobody but, there to tell them no right because I mean I get it I do I do agree that there is maybe some you know it's good that the writer and director are the same person but in that regard it's like if they're if you're the only one writing it and yeah. you're the one directing it you're you get a little too close to it sometimes and you sometimes need a second voice to be like hey um this doesn't make sense to me as an like an outside yeah because if you're setting out because it, it, it felt to me that they were setting out to do two things one let me show you like how much I paid attention in film school and how great I can do angles and cinematography to yes. make it like you know to make film study people like suck their dicks. And secondly, I do I do agree with you. I do think they wanted to like send a message, you know, about that. But my one of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to movies, and I hate when I hear people say it's like you know, oh, this movie was so great because like the message was so wonderful. I'm like, I don't give a shit about the message. That's why I have the news and like documentaries. <laughs> like I'm going to watch a movie to enjoy the story and the characters and the plot and the cinematography. If there's a message baked in there as well, and everything else is also good. Awesome, cool. I'm all for the message. But when you sacrifice things like plot just to send your fucking message, like, bro, you're in the wrong bit. Like, that shit yeah. drives me absolutely insane. So, what do you think of the final scene? Oh, the dick swinging everywhere? Dude, that, again, <laughs> that... I don't understand the point of it. Like, by, exactly. By the time we got to that scene, I was so, like, with everything else that had just happened before it, I was so already checked out of the movie, and I was like... What is the point of this? Like, it doesn't. Like, if that scene had happened in the middle of the movie, it would have made a lot more or sense. Were, or because there was like, can, I don't know that they. If like Felix had caught him, 
a few exactly times doing dancing that. naked. Like, yes. why the fuck are you dancing naked? He's like, oh, it's just something that I like to do when I'm happy. Oh, oh, like, you know what I mean? Just like a little something. It because, gives you to question a little bit. Because you, honestly, you just sit there going, why? Yeah, why? So, like, he basically extubates my mom, which was bothered me because I don't know if you realize like what he pulled out of her was about 35 feet long. Yeah, I did see that. And yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> but I get it for the dramatic effect, whatever. And then like, I just want like the thinking of like, okay, I've killed this whole family. I now have this estate. My first thought is let me strip down to my to naked and dance. Like it just, but again, with no reference, point. like he just like, I just want to do it. Well, I mean like the, like, listen, it, I like being naked when I'm alone, too. Like, yeah. I don't care. Dude, but again, when it, it's, it's been shown, like, it just comes out of nowhere. And I feel like it was just like, I think they were like, because uh, so Barry Keoghan has done nude in many right. other films. He did, like, does, doesn't care. So I feel like they're like, well, we have an actor who doesn't mind being naked. And like, unfortunately, like in film, you know, the women don't see always, a lot of dick. Yeah. Right. And he's like, so I feel like if we can just have gratuitous male nudity, why the fuck not? I mean, I feel like his agent, like Barry Keoghan's agent, like called him and was like, yo. Got a movie. Uh, you can swing your dick around for like five whole minutes at the end of the movie. What's the rest of the movie about? Doesn't matter. You can swing your dick around and everyone's going to talk about it. Sign this movie. Like, don't even read the script. Yeah. I can pull my dick out. It's going to shock people. Let me make this movie. Like, and it's just, again, it it served absolutely no purpose for the plot, his character, for anything other than the movie, other than for people like us to fucking sit in a podcast and talk about, oh my God, this guy took his dick out and was swinging it around for so long. It just like it just felt like it was played up for shock value. Yeah. And which, added nothing Which is creatively. unfortunate because it shouldn't be. Right. Because it's not like he was, he was just dancing. It wasn't a big dick. Yeah. But like the fact that that one scene has gotten so much about it and like, fucking go watch a horror movie. There's yeah. tits everywhere. No Dude, one talks about it. Think about it. like how Forgetting Sarah Marshall did it. Right. Oh my God. Jason Siegel being right. like, everyone was like, Oh my God, it's a dick. Like, cause that doesn't really happen. I don't know right. why, but it fits in the context of the movie. And it's honestly, I would say arguably one of the things that people talk the, the least about in the movie. Cause it made sense for that character in that scene, but there's so many other funny, great movie moments that it's like, you got the dick and it was cool and it was different and it was funny, but like you don't need like the whole movie. My point is that the whole movie is not based around the scene of Jason Siegel with the towel off swinging around in front of Kristen Bell, right? Yeah. I feel like 90% of Saltburn is based around either him fucking the grave or him swinging his dick around at the end. Like it's yeah. just like it's there's there's so much more there there could have been so much more to it. It's like it just I I I hate when they play up these shock value things. Everybody gets so excited about it, but it really adds nothing to the movie. Yeah. It was uh I mean, it was nice. I don't even lie, but um, <laughs> I could. It just <sighs> Saltburn's interesting, and it's like, of course, though, that movie's gonna make awards. Beekeeper won't win that. Of course not. Like, <laughs> of course not. Ab- of course not. Absolutely, and it's just like, I, I, I had a the. I was uh, somebody sent me or maybe I found the meme I don't remember but it was it had me cracking up for a very long time it said uh, Jacob Alordi who I think is like a, a very good actor we should give him prop like credit where credit is yeah, due yeah yeah no, everyone did um, pretty well yeah but uh, he it said Jacob Alordi looks like Timothy Chalamet with proper nutrition <laughs> oh yeah I could, I, I could see that laugh. <laughs> well also I think it's funny because I, I remember like reading something like filming the movie was a little tough because Jacob Alordi's like 6'5 right. or 6'6 six, six, and Barry Keoghan's like 5'2 yeah no like, he's a <laughs> Yeah, he's so a monster. Like, so they they had to like you know film things interestingly to make it not look like you know the height difference was so wild because right. like now when they're doing like press tours it's like 
Barry's literally at his like belly button. It's fucking hilarious. God, that's amazing. Yeah. Um. All right, got anything else on these two? Uh, no, I think we got everything. All right, cool. So the moral of the story is: watch the beekeeper, watch Saltburn. Uh, don't go in with high expectations for Saltburn. Don't go in with high expectations for Beekeeper. Be pleasantly surprised for Beekeeper, though. <laughs> it was so fucking oh, good. <laughs> be pleasantly surprised. I see what you did. Oh, fuck me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Matt. I'm Will. And uh, flick the bean. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>